sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the Good. wine. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Oh, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and delightful conversation. This week, we are joined by two delightful ladies. The art girls are with us again, Kelly Nettishin and Holly Blanchard. Kelly and Holly, welcome back to Drink in the Style. It's like our home away from home. I know. It really is. And through the blizzard and all, we made it. I know, I know. Can you believe it? We're tough. We're recording we this we're because I'm totally not ready because of my vocabulary to uh, be on live. So we record these shows, by the way, on Tuesdays and then they air tonight, which is Sunday, and we got hit with some serious snow. So thank you for fighting through the snow, the blizzard, the darkest night, whatever. Ah, oh, thanks for having us. This is the only only place I would fight for Aww. to get to. That's sweet. Right, Holly? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a good chance you'll be fighting through God knows what on Thursday because, listeners, we're going to be talking a little later this show about something really exciting, a new art component associated with habitation, furnishing, and design, carefully and expertly curated by the art girls. We'll get into it in a little bit, but um, for the moment, we are going to start out as we normally do by mixing a cocktail. Uh, We also are joined, by the way, by Frank Blanchard. Frank Blanchard is here. Uh, Frank, say hello uh, into the microphone. (laughs) Frank is Holly's delightful son. He uh, is supposed to be at school, but we don't know why. School (laughs) shmool. He's homeschooled today. That's right. Frank's going to the school of hard knocks. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a good learning here today. <laughs> well, Gre- doctor, Gregory when I was Rich. in second grade, they brought me onto the air. Does anybody know a good therapist? <laughs> right? that works with children. <laughs> oh, the plan can't. His possibly name was fail. Greg Rich. <laughs> Tainted me forever. And then he blinks out of sequence three times when he says that. Fair enough. All right, let's make a drink because I really, really could use. One. Um, our mixologist was unable to join us this afternoon, so we are going to be drinking on our own, which means it's going to be a really simple cocktail because that's really mostly what I'm capable of doing. And I have decided that we are going to create a Cointreau Royale. Mm. Sounds like Ocean's Eleven a little bit. Or no, Jean. No. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. A Royale with cheese. James Bond. Yes, I yeah. love that movie. A Cointreau ro- uh, Royale is uh, easy as can possibly be. It is essentially uh, three parts uh, sparkling wine slash champagne, mm. one part Cointreau, which is an orange liqueur, and uh, garnish with a uh, with an orange. So, Eric, you are going to be producing for us today. I am excellent. Why don't you hit us with some mixing music? Millionaire's Holiday. All right, step one, open the champagne. I hope that made a nice sound bite. It did. Has anybody ever opened a bottle of champagne with uh, with a saber or a knife? I've seen it, but I've no, I've it never had it. in my face. <laughs> really? Yeah, the whole bottle blew up. I'm actually really good at opening champagne with a uh, with a knife or a saber I did over Christmas. Christina, my wife, was none too happy because there are occasional bits of glass get <laughs> scattered. But hey, that's her problem, not mine. Um, all right, so three parts champagne, and uh, there are generally two ways of doing it. You can add the Cointreau first is preferred because, in my theory, the champagne will blend with the Cointreau and the bubbles will take the place of mixing. And, of course, if you mix it too much, you lose the carbonation. So, one part Cointreau, three part champagne. Does it matter about the champagne for, like, brewed, extra dry, Okay, so, like, here's the deal. My theory is that if it's mixing with Cointreau, the Cointreau is going to more or less overpower any minor flavors in the champagne. Okay. Right? Um, but it's also like the the wine question, cooking wine. They used to say cheap wine is fine for cooking because you're not going to taste it, but now they say if you don't drink the wine or if it's bad wine, why would you want to cook with it? Right. My position simply is if it has alcohol, I'm in favor. Okay. Because that goes along nicely with your new diet, too. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about the Dean Martin spiritual fast soon. All right, so we have mixed in three parts champagne, one part Cointreau orange liqueur, garnished with an orange wedge, and we have finished the Cointreau Royale. Desalude, Eric, I have one for you in here. All right. In just a moment during the... uh, Yeah, no, we're going to go to dead silence to run through. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. As long as I get my drink. The, did you change the drink, the the mixing music? We go back and forth between Millionaire's Holiday and Little Spanish Flea. Oh, I like that one. Isn't that a good track? Yeah, I know it is. I no, know. I like that one. It kind of reminded me of being back in the eighties watching Nick at Night reruns. <laughs> <laughs> Home alone. I feel so old now. Oh my god! It's sixties awesomeness. The the next few lines. It's got some great lines. Our host is a, a a glass and a shaker. Our host is a real scene maker. The Millionaire's Holiday. All about drinking and and having fun, which is what we're about as well. Speaking of which, we have the random question with a couple of minutes left in this particular particular segment, and uh, and I think Kelly, this is going to work because I might know your particular answer, but it has to do with travel. All right, mm. ladies, and possibly Frank. Where is the last place you really ever want to go? Who wants to start? A Buffalo Bills football game. <laughs> As a Bills fan, I agree. <laughs> that was harsh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We should point out that um, Kelly is my, my best frenemy. She's a big Tom Brady fan. I hate Tom Brady, and we won't go into other details. But, yes, uh, we're arch enemies in many ways. <laughs> but it, we can come together through a drink, so that's good. Alcohol brings us together. All right, where's right. the last place you want to go? Las Vegas, baby. Las Vegas. We were just talking about this. You were, you just got back from Vegas. I just got back from market. Greg just got back from market. What, how, how long did we go on about Las Vegas? And So what is, so you, I thought, encapsulated it beautifully. What, what is it about Las Vegas that you really dislike? It's just, it's just too unauthentic for me. It's, it's, it's artificial. I feel like I can go up to any building or wall and just push it with a finger and it's going to fall down. Which is quite possible. And I don't know what's going on. There's so many people there. Everyone's walking around. I don't know where everyone's going. It's just, it's a mind boggle to me. Right. And it's so expensive. Yeah. Right? It's so, so there's, expensive? it is so expensive. What about all the It's just as much. Is? Like, doesn't John Gerber go oh, on like, yes, a, sh- the cheap a buffet. shoestring budget? Yes. Lisa and I walked into a cheap buffet. Um, it was $49. Oh my gosh. Per person. Per person hmm. for an old country buffet. What were they serving? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what With it is. Glitter. With some glitter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of the few people who can go to Vegas, and since they serve you alcohol while you're at the tables for free, mm-hmm. doesn't matter whether I win or lose. I am coming out ahead <laughs> based you are. on the free booze. We sat at the slots until we like they paid up in alcohol through what we lost in the slots. All right, we've yeah. we've dissed we've dissed Vegas. We need to take a quick break, and then Holly's going to tell us where she doesn't want to go, and then we're going to start the actual show. Uh, so you're listening to Drink in the Style. We're about to take a quick break. Stick with us. We're back in just a couple of minutes. My heart won't let my feet do things that they should do. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. 
Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You're listening to AM 950, so I already know that you care about your community, and I'd like to encourage you to demonstrate that commitment by shopping at locally owned businesses like Habitation. Not only do we have some of the most exciting furniture lines in Minnesota, we've selected those manufacturers that offer value and style while doing business the right way. Habitation offers sustainably sourced furnishings from premium suppliers like Phillips Collection, Trika Furniture, and North Carolina-based Lazar Industries. Each offers an array of styles, fabrics, and materials. And Habitation's ASID design team can help you turn your space into an oasis that brings joy and happiness no matter what is going on in the world outside. Won't you give us a chance to earn your business? Stop into Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and see how you can make your space exceptional. Life after military service is different. Many veterans find transitioning difficult, feeling lost and uncertain about the future. These feelings don't take away from a veteran's strength, courage, or sense of duty. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, the power of one person, one connection, one act of compassion can make a difference. For free 24-7 confidential support, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit VeteransCrisisLine.net. The sleepless nights, the daily fights The quick toboggan when you reach the heights I miss the kisses and I miss the bites I wish I were in love again the broken Welcome back the to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard, just east of Trader Joe's in the Excelsior and Grand Condominium and Retail Project. Um, we are here with Kelly Nettishin, Holly Blanchard, the Art Girls. I'm going to put Holly back on the spot because we didn't have enough time, but Holly, tell me, the last place you want to go, and not in a good way, where do you definitely not want to go? before you die yeah thanks for clarifying that because i was a little confused i thought maybe it was like the last place before you die but no no no, no i'm much more negative okay than that. so i think that we were talking during break and i just think a cruise ship you hate cruise ships. i don't like cruise ships i just think i think about all the chemicals that they have to pump into that food right to keep it last like Absolutely. make it last and keep it fresh um but just you get seasick you get your I don't know. It just everything starts feeling like you've been on a cruise. You've you've I, endured yes, this my nightmare. Mom, my mom loves cruises. Really, she loves to order as my, many entrees as she possibly can to get the <laughs> yes. bang from her for her buck. <laughs> so it's like I feel like you feel like you have to. She eat hands the so menu much. back and says yes, right? <laughs> yes, one to each. Um, but no, I feel like you just you eat so much. You go to port and you go visit these cities. But if you're having fun in Mexico, like I just remember, we were in Mexico, and you had to be back on the cruise by six so you're having fun at the bar you don't want to leave it just doesn't feel like it's like easy breezy vacation right otherwise the cruise ship leaves without you it kind of sounds like vegas on the ocean it pretty much like like there's like kind of the the same people that like to go to vegas like to go to yes there's a casino there's like b-rated oh there you go shows like magicians and like (laughs) like song and dance you know what i mean like it's it's a good i did go on a cruise ship once and like meet the cruise director and we stuck into his room me and my sister oh boy but they keep it keep it down where this is. Frank, frank is here yeah yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is a learning <laughs> lesson don't ever do that because that was against the rules yeah don't cruise sneak ships? don't sneak into the cruise director's room that's a good that's he, good advice solid he solid thought he advice. was like frank sinatra the way he was like a crooner and he was like in all the like opening song and dance <laughs> like he was just like and what all right i would know we got to carry through on this holly um what the heck did you do when you were in the cruise director's cabin? Well, my sister was with me, um, and we didn't really do much. We, like, 
I don't, I don't know. I was a little confused. Did you like get out? Well, I thought maybe (laughs) he was gay. I mean, I didn't really know. It was confusing. But then, like, when he emailed me and he talked about how he loves Smurfs, I was like, delete. (laughs) (laughs) Never never talk to him again. (laughs) You're a Smurfs girl? (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I does not play that like I cannot deal with a guy that like is obsessed with Smurfs like I don't know if the Smurf movie was coming out or if he had like the figurines but... I still have my Smurfs <laughs> I do oh, when gosh. I was a little kid I had, uh, I had a bunch of Smurfs I gave them to my nephew Alex Alex Rich calling out to Alex Rich and, uh, and he played with them but then eventually when he grew up he gave my Smurfs back to me oh. but I don't think I would actually you keep your Smurfs my Smurfs are somewhere in the basement Okay. Somewhere in the basement. Like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you no. Go and you polish them once a week. They're Smurfs. They're hidden. Oh. They always stay on the down low. That's the that's part and parcel of the whole Smurf gig. Okay. It is. Cruises are interesting, by the way. Cruises are, if you want to murder somebody, the best place in the world is on a cruise ship, as everyone at this point knows, because, you know, you're in international waters. So there's questions of jurisdiction, Mm. easy way to dispose of the body, and the cruise line itself certainly doesn't want any publicity associated with it. You're right, because you hear about all these uh, newlyweds, Mm -hmm. where the couple, one of them goes missing. You hear of this a lot. That's scary. Absolutely true. Yeah, which is crazy. It's true. Crazy. Christina, my wife, and I have always said we know our marriage is over when one of us asks the other to go on a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) And we used to talk about this, and now my children are traumatized by the thought of going on a cruise because we once talked about going on a cruise with her grandparents and my daughter Sophia goes oh my god no they're death traps <laughs> it's terrible oh Eric gosh, what about you hilarious. before we move on to actually important and meaningful things where do you definitely never want to go well I've been there before and it's Springfield Illinois <laughs> and to give you like a picture of Springfield Illinois imagine an abandoned strip mall parking lot and all you can really tell are the businesses that used to be there are like Kinko's. And Blockbuster. Yeah. No, Blockbuster's too exciting. Like FedEx. <laughs> Just things that you're not even excited for or nostalgic for. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that. gone. But now there's nothing. You know, we have a listener in Springfield, Illinois. And now we're one listener down. Thank no, you. No, I'm sure they agree. <laughs> that's a good point. No one's proud of yeah. being from Springfield, Illinois. No, I don't think so. Yeah, fair enough. Actually, you're all wrong. The correct answer was India. India. Oh. Too many snakes. Nothing but snakes as far as I'm concerned. You can simply walk down a hotel corridor and you're probably going to run into a cobra. That's my vision of India. Are you? Do you have a snake phobia? Because I do. I'm terrified of snakes. Oh, me too. Absolutely terrified. Me too. Yes, me too. I, I totally get it. I've said before, I have only three fears. Yeah, you have Throwing a party that nobody comes to. Snakes and immortality, and it's possibly in that order. Those are everything else. I'm pretty much okay with. Yep. Knife fights, I'm okay, but not snakes, not India, not going to happen. Frank, what about you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Frank is going to go with uh, probably the mall, the shopping mall, or a garage sale. You don't like garage sales. Oh yeah, he doesn't like garage sales. He's like it's all junk. It is. It oh. is. It's all the stuff that nobody else wants, and then they want me to pay money for. I know, but you can find some treasures. Hey, Another you're talking to garage sale queen over here. <laughs> really? So, yes. She is. I've gotten some really great stuff and she, at garage And she sales. drags my poor nephew to them in the summer, and he hates it, don't you, Frank? He's like, it's just He junk. hates it. I used to give my daughters yeah. money on, in the summer and, and with their nanny and say, just go garage sailing, have fun, buy whatever you want, just as kind of an intro into consumer society. Oh. And they enjoyed it. But we're adults. Yeah, I love it. You can find some bargains. Really? Yeah. I guess maybe. There's something to do with the hunt. Another person's junk is someone else's treasure. So I know it's something more eloquent than that, but Yeah, something like that. I think that's right. I think that's pretty close. Close enough. Know. Yeah. That's I'm not gonna slime you too much because I have a tiny part of me that actually doesn't mind garage sales. Because again, it, it, there is kind of the the possibility of finding something. It's like of an value. estate sale. I mean it's a little it's a couple of steps down, but Holly and I may have made a lot of money off of it. We used to have garage sales together. That really? people would like and come annually. Holly, didn't you make like four grand off of one? Thirty three hundred. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I market the crap out of that thing. I have like the menswear, the outerwear, hanging <laughs> off the ladder. I'm like, would you like to come to the women's section? The lingerie. <laughs> What do you have, like a tarp in the corner by the, you know, in front of the AMC Pacer? The accessories is over to your left. (laughs) (laughs) Clean up an aisle. Just kidding. 
<laughs> we did. We threw a couple of garage sales. I remember in the summer, the girls absolutely loved it. And you know, I, my kids would, uh, you know, they, they were they 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 love selling things. My girls used to go to neighbors' houses and sell them the rocks that they pulled out of that neighbor's actual garden. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well done. What did this rock bring? Oh, a dollar. I never knew if it was like, you know, like an Italian threat thing, like, you know, <laughs> they're tossing the rock in the air. I want a dollar for this rock or it's going to wind up in your living room. Oh, they're real entrepreneurs. My sister used to do that. She used to take the neighbor's rocks. She'd paint them. And then she'd sell them. Oh, see, that's adding value. That's yeah, totally fine. It's changing yeah. it. Both yeah. my girls sold things out of their lockers. Uh, one like of them what? did get in trouble. You know, like uh, erasers and candy and oh. so on. They were like okay. little vendors. Oh, wow. All right, crap. Wow. They're going to be little Greg's. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Look out. One G. We blew this entire segment. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about an art opening. You guys want to hang around. We're building up to a crescendo. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. We are given the gift of intuition on how to care for ourselves and our families. But too often we forsake that knowledge for the voice of authority. Green Tea Conversations is a radio show for people like you who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and who want to play a more active role in their family's well-being. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I'm excited to bring Green Tea Conversations into your home. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts straight from the pages of Natural Awakenings who will share progressive ideas in the latest natural approaches in nutrition, fitness, creative expression, personal growth, and sustainable living in a fun and informative way. Podcasts of the show are available anytime at naturaltwincities.com, am950radio.com, on iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversations on Sundays at 10 a.m. as we awaken to natural health. Minnesota's appliance specialists at Warner Stellion offer more ways to save, including fast free delivery, basic installation from specialists you can trust, free haul-away, and long-term no-interest financing to qualified buyers. Enjoy guaranteed savings through February 25th on top-selling appliances from around the world. Join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners. Choose Warner Stellion to be your appliance specialist. We are sleepwalking into a disaster. Climate change is burning down our forests, flooding our coastlines, and parking the polar vortex in our own backyard. What can we do? Please join us at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska for a one-hour talk from meteorologist Paul Douglas on Tuesday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Paul's new book is called Caring for Creation, The Evangelical's Guide to Climate Change and a Healthy Environment. This talk is part of the Tuesday Dialogue series hosted at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska, a progressive congregation that teaches Dr. King. It has the big red rocker out front at 145 Engler Boulevard and Highway 41. I'm your host, Pastor Dean J. Seal. Free and open to the public, co-sponsored by the Southwest Metro and Chaska Citizens Climate Lobby, Interfaith Power and Light, and AM950. Find us on Facebook or at chaskachurch.org. Again, that's Tuesday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Be there. Aloha. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today, snow likely before noon with a high of 22, and tonight, a low around 8. Monday will be mostly cloudy with a high near 18 and a low around negative 2. Tuesday, partly sunny with a high near 13. Come join Tom Hartman and a handful of other AM950 listeners to discuss all the big political issues over a delicious brunch at the beautiful Downtowner Grill in St. Paul the morning after the Blue State Ball. Space is extremely limited, so get your tickets now at am950radio.com. Can use 
Welcome back to Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and available anytime as a stream or podcast. And by the way, if you are a podcast uh, fan, please take a minute to rate the program. It only takes a few minutes, and it helps us out a great deal. It's a little secret with podcasts on iTunes. You have to hit a certain number of reviews before they'll post any reviews. So... Hit us up, please. Give us five stars. And if you're going to give us anything less than five stars, turn the radio off. <laughs> Don't even bother. Yeah, your ears are an offense to me. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking with uh, with Holly ne- Holly Blanchard and Kelly Nettishin, the art girls. And now we're actually going to talk about something important. Specifically, we're going to talk about the launch of the new micro gallery. Uh, in habitation furnishing and design, uh, do one of you guys t- want to talk about specifically what this is? Because it's it's very cool. Um, I think it's just you know, I think it is really just giving the consumer another option. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been to your store plenty of times, and I think your wall decor is some of the best I've seen in the cities. And I just think there's something different, though, like a different element when you have fine art and actual original pieces that just mm-hmm. kind of raise the bar a little bit. It's um, true. It's true. Yep, and it definitely elevates the room when you have a piece of, of fine art, of original art in your room. It is. I just did a uh, a uh, an interview with uh, Robert Bell from uh, Retailer Magazine, part of the Home Furnishing wow. Association, which is national, and uh, I'm a member of the board of directors now. Great. Um, and it was about buying furniture as an experience uh, specifically and, and an emotional experience overall. But what we're basically talking about, listeners, is is this. At Habitation, we have dedicated about uh, 24 linear feet in a specific space. That space is going to be used to highlight a local Minneapolis St. Paul fine artist. We're going to bring in an aggregation of their work so that you can have a real taste for what they're necessarily uh, doing and creating. Um, and uh, and we're going to allow people who are shopping for furnishings, uh, as well as people who are inclined towards art, to come in and see what the local community, not just folks out of the blue, but people who have actually created a certain reputation. And you don't have to go to an art gallery to see this. You mm-hmm. don't have to go and you can come into Habitation. You can take a look at what is created. So um, what do you think is a better term? A micro gallery? A mini gallery? I think they're both fine. I mean, I think the thing that you're doing that's so great is it's a one-stop shop. You can cover your whole floor and then you can cover the walls. Where if you go to an art gallery, it's just you're really just looking at the the walls and another another thing that you guys provide is amazing interior design services with carl and lena and crystal ray and chris yes Um, so it's like they can kind of put everything together but yes everything should be kind of that emotional response like it draws you in even like a couch the fabric the the lamp but the art should be the same way Mm mm-hmm I agree completely, and that's why I was so thrilled to be partnering up with you guys. So the art girls will be curating this wall gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, our first gallery is good friend of the show and personal friend and just generally solid fella, John Gerber. Uh, and he's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, overall, so we're going to, on February 21st, which is... This coming Thursday, if you're listening on Sunday, which I suspect you folks are, uh, we're going to be having a cocktail party to launch the uh, Art Girls Habitation Art Gallery and uh, focusing on John, correct? Yes. And, uh, you know, for all of you out there that are big John Gerber fans, because there are quite a following. Groupies. Of, of, He's they like are. An icon. A yes. Minneapolis icon. Gerber groupies. He really is. We call yes. them Gerber He kind groupies. of is a Minneapolis art icon. He is. Um, he kind of stands alone in that way. Uh, we love our John Gerber, and there is quite a following. Um, he will be uh, debuting, like, what, two to three brand new pieces? Never know with John. He could whip out, like, four that's, more. T- so it could be, like, true. I'd say, like, maybe around five. No way we're of gonna, knowing. Gonna, we don't I mean, know with John. He's a man of mystery. on our toes. So at 24 <laughs> feet, linear feet, we should have, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, the thing about 10, John is that he does pieces? all different scales. So, I mean, the price mm-hmm. range, it can go from 600 to 
4,800, you know, I mean, so it's like, it's a, a, or eclectic and it's, you know, it, there's different price points. So everyone can own a John Gerber. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about habitation is we're doing it quarterly. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a three month experience for you to come in and kind of just view John's pieces. And then the next artist will be in there for three months. But yes, John will have um, brand new work. That will exclusive be exclusive to habitation. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. To habitation to all the, the great clients and customers. And um, we just really welcome you in on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. So it is, this is an event that's open to the public. Come on into Habitation from booze. 6 to uh, 6. Don't, don't say it's going to be booze. St. Louis Park could send a SWAT oh. team at any point. The next there thing you know, booze. I'm sweating well, out in the basement of City Hall. there's going to be a Greg Rich, and there's going to be the Art Girls Let's just there. think about it. Put and two and two we together. never have an event that is not off the hook. <laughs> All you have to say is Greg Rich. <laughs> right. We, we don't true. have to go any further. You're feeling the missing pieces. Greg Rich will be there with his sippy cup. So... <laughs> 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 it's absolutely true. You know, I used to make cocktails at my daughter's birthday parties. <laughs> we really did. And that was the, it was all it was all a ploy to keep the parents there. So I figured if I made a cocktail, they would hang out for the hour or two hours when their kids were there oh. and then as soon as the time was up to take your children go away. Uh and, and I didn't have to worry about people coming back late to pick up the children. Oh, that's smart. Oh. You just had to worry about them driving home drunk. That's yeah. not my problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess technically it could be my problem. It could be. Uh, but anyway, back to the big art event on February 21st from 6 to 9 p.m., uh, which will be the launch of the new Art Girls Habitation Art Gallery featuring John Gerber, who couldn't be on the show uh, this week because he's too important and has big important things that he's necessarily doing. Correct? That's right. He's... Yeah. Out in the world somewhere. We don't know where John Gerber is, but <laughs> where in the world is John yeah. Gerber? Where's oh Waldo? my gosh, we should get a T-shirt. <laughs> where in the world is he was John taken Gerber. right now? He's in some kind of Arabian palace. <laughs> the great thing I think about, you know, John too, is that he's so humble, and you know, I, when you think about fine art, or it can be kind of intimidating. I think mm. so. Anyone that comes in, you don't have to worry. I mean, I feel like a lot of the artists that we work with are very humble and approachable. Um, but the first time that I ever met John was we had an event at um, a little boutique downtown and he was just the nicest, kindest, you know, guy. And there was just so many people like ogling his work and just praising him. And he's just such a kind, talented man. Yeah, um, no, he, he's, is. He, is. He, he, he is a good guy. I was actually going to talk about that. Now, I met John through you guys when you were curating a uh, an event down at the Double mm-hmm. Meridian. Oh, I was going to say, was it the the hair salon? Because I remember that night well. Well, no, that wasn't that long ago. That was that was my next question. You preempted me. What's your favorite John Gerber story? Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> there's so many. Oh, listeners, if you could have seen the rose. look that just exchanged. Rose, Rose, sure, Rose. John loves Rose. He does. Really? And so if you come, bring him a bottle of Rose. I mean, he's kind of a big talker. He'll he'll say that I only drink gin and whiskey. But you put a bottle of rosé in front of the guy, he's gone. He's a rosé hole. He's two sheets in the wind in five minutes. Really? Yes. yes. So we're going to be serving rosé, aren't we? Oh, yes. And he likes to snack. He's a snacker. He likes to really? snack. Really? Yeah, he's a snacker. He's thin. How does he... Oh, yeah, I know. He is thin. That's probably why he's thin, because he's a snacker. That is the grazing theory I'm yeah. eating. He I have a fun meals. fact, a, a fun little fact about John Gerber. Please. He claims that he can make the best snickerdoodle. The side of the Mississippi. Just kidding. I added, I added that part. But um, <laughs> I'm not sure which side of the Mississippi we're on. Actually. Oh, wait, we're on the west side. Side. Um, east side. But no, he claims he has a, an amazing snickerdoodle. Because one night we had an event at the W, and he invited Kelly and I over for the holidays with Angie. and But he was going to make fillets for us. Okay. And then snickerdoodles. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes, it was very and random. I love a good snickerdoodle. I have another good John Gerber fun fact. <laughs> Please. So, John Gerber supposedly, well, I mean, I believe him. I don't think he's lying yes. because why would you lie about this? But if anyone out there remembers the days of the Zubas, you guys talked yes. about this. He's a, he was one of the yes. original. He was one of the original Zubas. Uh, I bet Eric has, some. He, Eric has some Zubas. Yes, Eric, you have a Zuba suit back there, don't you? <laughs> I've got a couple in my I know Eric has some Zubas. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. And um, it's interesting because he actually was one of the, 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 there was like probably, he said like three or four artists in a back room that would do the drawings for the Zubas prints. Like a sweatshop? 
Like a sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> Which is the only exercise anyone in Doulas has ever actually undertaken. He made 25 cents a day, but... <laughs> <laughs> Before they ship the Zuba patterns out to China. <laughs> totally. One of the statements I've often made, do you realize if I stopped spending money, what the unemployment rate would happen in China? I mean, <laughs> among children. I mean, it would be oh, terrible. Oh, yes, I know. I know. It's sad. So he was a Zuba. He was a Zuba master, and, he's uh, one of the but he's progressed. He's cr- creative artists. I don't Is know that what, like what, the, what, what you do at Lifetime Fitness, Zuba? I don't know if we're attracting people to the event. Uh, on this, on this. Yes, probably. He's progressed. He's grown. He's grown. Oh, let's talk sure. about his like sure. style, like what his niche is. For her. let's talk about that. Maybe I was describing it this very morning. I had uh, we're doing a video shoot at uh, Habitation, which by the way, John's going to be a part of. He doesn't know about it in its details. And I was trying to describe, and I said he's got at least two particular looks. One is kind of this neo-cubist Picasso-esque mm-hmm. uh, work, and I, I love that. It was the oh, first okay. first Gerber I bought, uh, which was... Oh, um, self-portrait? Self-portrait, which looks nothing like I John remember Gerber. That. No. Good memory. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he does this kind of of industrial Monet type of a look mm-hmm. from the bridges. He does a lot of Minneapolis-based art where he creates these gorgeous gorgeous kind of industrially washed looks that are specific to Minneapolis but how would you describe it well I mean he just has an a, an array of stuff that I mean because people love his birds where it's just very some are very minimal some are very like classic classic so I feel like his artwork is very um like modern contemporary um mm-hmm. But what's unique about it is that it, it really transitions well into a traditional Tradi- exactly, house. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Which is really hard to mm-hmm. do. You swap out I a mean, frame and it's like, boom, traditional, transitional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it makes your it makes your room so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. It, it just it's goes cool. into any aesthetic, I feel like. Like any kind of it does. aesthetic, it works. John which Gerber works. Like I, I can't name another art genre or artist that does that. It's true. And you know what's beautiful about John is that he's got this fabulous national reputation. He really does. And you know, locally he is he is loved. And he could probably get a lot more for his work if he wanted to maximize each piece Mm -hmm. and get maximum profit out of it. But instead he's made the conscious decision, he and I have talked about this, Mm -hmm. to keep the price of his fine art attainable you know thousand dollars will buy you a piece of original fine art and and i i I know i love that about him too i love that about him it's really unique yeah i agree give me a g g give me an erber erber what's his spell i don't know it spells gerber All right, we're going to take a quick break after that really rousing chant uh stick with us we're back in just a moment or two We are back, and we are looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. That's right, Ron. I mean, in one corner, we've got a 175-pound guy, and in the other, a 6,000-ton heavyweight train? Jim, this guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. It's no contest. Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You're listening to AM 950, so I already know that you care about your community 
And I'd like to encourage you to demonstrate that commitment by shopping at locally owned businesses like Habitation. Not only do we have some of the most exciting furniture lines in Minnesota, we've selected those manufacturers that offer value and style while doing business the right way. Habitation offers sustainably sourced furnishings from premium suppliers like Phillips Collection, Trika Furniture, and North Carolina-based Lazar Industries. Each offers an array of styles, fabrics, and materials. And Habitation's ASID design team can help you turn your space into an oasis that brings joy and happiness no matter what is going on in the world outside. Won't you give us a chance to earn your business? Stop into Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and see how you can make your space exceptional. Minnesota's appliance specialists at Warner Stellion offer more ways to save, including fast free delivery, basic installation from specialists you can trust, free haul-away, and long-term no-interest financing to qualified buyers. Enjoy guaranteed savings through February 25th on top-selling appliances from around the world. Join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners. Choose Warner Stellion to be your appliance specialist. of nothing and nothing's plenty for me I got no car, got no mule, I got no misery Folks with Welcome back to Drink in the Style uh, Music this week was provided by I'm Frank Sinatra off of his Swing and Affair album with one notable exception when I put the same track in twice but no one's going to notice that or at least call me out on it, right, Eric? Hopefully not, no. I hope not. Uh, Swing and Affair is one of uh, Frank Sinatra's absolute best albums. And uh, really, Swing and Affair and Songs for Swing and Lovers are my two favorite uh, albums. Very quickly, because we have to do the Habitation audio log. Holly, who's your favorite recording artist? Oh, my gosh. I think Kelly can answer this first, right? Do you have a fave? This is why you guys are partners. You can just throw and then that... I'll, I mean, oh gosh, it's so it's so hard. Um, all time favorite, all time. First one that comes to mind that you like, Michael Jackson. Oh, nice, Holly. I like Frank too, but Do you? I like um, Lauren Hill. That one soundtrack that Alicia Keys talked about on Sunday at the Grammys. Didn't watch the Grammys. Oh, I thought I was like. Maybe hip hop and my Volkswagen Cabriol. Like <laughs> <laughs> I crank it up and like I thought the bass was kicking, but it really no, wasn't. You're, Frank you're and so I'm white, it physically hurts myself. me. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she's all Frank Sinatra. Are you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't fully realize oh. that. She, I swear, she was reincarnated from that whole era. Interesting. Like she should have lived in that era. Yeah. Well, probably she her. did. I love Alicia Keys though too. Alicia Keys is awesome. Well, she gave, I mean, she elevated that Grammys award show 100%. She's just a good person, you can just tell. But yeah, she's, she's talented. So she's actually like, a talented musician. Who's your Prince. favorite artist? Oh my that, gosh, Prince. Well, Prince, yeah, for sure. Favorite. Prince and Michael Jackson would be the ultimate to me, but. Really? Bruno That's... Mars is good, too. Hmm. What's the... your favorite, Eric? Oh, he's on the phone. Yeah, he's. A recording artist? <laughs> He's talking to his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recording artist, that's the best you can do to, F- to buy a few seconds artist? while you think. Um, I would say modern, probably Kanye West. Oh, oh. he's a Kanye West fan. Jesus. In the yeah. house. Yes. I don't get it. I don't get it well, at all. Maybe right, like Talking stop. Heads, Dave Byrne. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I can't understand quality. what he says. Well, it's not It's a- so fast. You know who I'm loving these days is Khalid. Oh, my, my Sophia love, just went, or not just, music. but like within the last year or two, went and saw Khalid out at... Uh, really? And, and also some rapper named Travis something or other. Travis Scott. That's the one. And I assumed it was a country artist because he was oh. named Travis. Yes. Yeah. So she asked me if, I, if she can go and see Travis something <laughs> or other. Like, and yes. I thought, well, yeah, you got cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. Turns out he's a rapper. <laughs> I don't understand what he... It's just so fast to me. Yeah. I do love my rap. I have. Oh, God. We're not even going down that path, Brad. You're like Michael Bolton or whatever on that office space. I'm like Michael Bolton. No, Kelly, I'm Michael Bolton. She's like, I love rap. (laughs) 
<laughs> in our camo pants. All right. We have about eight minutes left in this segment. Let's do the Habitation Audio Log installment 26 because I thought it was meaningful. Um, <laughs> country rap singers aside. <laughs> All right. Habitation Audio Log installment 26. The Peril of Online Sales. I didn't proof this, so there may be major errors. We'll hope for the best. Ready? We're um, ready. Go. Recently, one of our primary suppliers has gone from hero to zero. This partner, who represents a substantial amount of floor space at the showroom, had always been an outstanding and dependable partner. He began. They began dropping the ball left and right most recently. Shipments were delayed or misprocessed. Erroneous information was given. Calls were not returned. In other words, they simply could not be depended upon. No, I'm not going to name them. Kelly just threw me a, who is it? I'm not going to name them. So why? Why did this happen? I can't say for sure, and I know that there have been some staff changes, but I think, given the symptoms, that the answer is that they partnered with a major retailer online and got in over their heads. A number of years back, I think I created the term toxic efficiency. At the time, I was thinking of Walmart, but it may apply here as well. Toxic efficiency is a business relationship wherein one side of the equation holds so much power or opportunity that they can dictate to the other how that company will do business. Moreover, certainly as in the case of Walmart, but also in some other cases, uh, specifically these online retailers, their discount demands are so high that the weaker partner is left unable to make enough money to function properly. The promise is always the same. Volume will trump margin, but rarely does that algorithm factor in the dramatic increase in costs that will be incurred when volume is demanded. Yes, if you're accustomed to making, say, $200 on a chair, and you decide to increase revenues by reducing gross profit to $100 a chair and sell three chairs, you are increasing your gross profit by, five, uh, by 50%. Right, Holly? Correct. Do a uh, oh, <laughs> Congratulations. The problem that so few companies understand, however, is that it's going to take three times the labor and material to process those three chairs. So your increased profitability of 50% is washed, by, washed away by your need for a 200% increase in internal infrastructure. Walmart, for example, is efficient in pushing the price of an item down, but the supplier side is left without adequate revenues to cover the increased demand and costs associated. The outcome is generally the same. Shipping deadlines are missed. Quality suffers. The entire system just collapses. Toxic efficiency. And the ironic justice is Walmart, which pays the majority of its people a sub-living wage, simply moves on and leaves the ruined supplier in its wake. Is this the case with our existing supplier? I don't know. What I do know, though, is that once you've sullied your reputation with those partners who did allow a reasonable margin, they're not going to take you back once your brand has already moved down market. Did that make sense? No? It did. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. What I'm basically saying is you have an opportunity to sell a ton more product, and you take that opportunity because it's the golden ring that you want to reach for, but you don't realize that in order to sell that product, you're not going to be able to make enough money to support the infrastructure associated with the increased demand. And then you wind up ruined and, like, so many other things, they just move along. The, the retailer moves along and throws you to the side, and your business is ruined. And one of these suppliers that I absolutely loved has, I think, taken this particular path, and I'm watching them fall apart at the seams. A few of them, a few of them succeed. A few of them become huge as a result. But the vast majority, utterly destroyed by toxic efficiency. So are you kind of saying that the customer service just fell to the wayside because they have a bigger fish that, that they need to 
fulfill? Like they have a bigger yeah. client? Yeah. They're overwhelmed by the demands. So in this case, this supplier started selling on Wayfair. Overall. That's what I assume. I hate Wayfair. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, you know, suddenly it's great. They're selling all these products. Suddenly, you know, I would buy maybe three sofas a week, mm-hmm. at, you know, whatever. And now they're selling 30 sofas right. a week. But they're getting less money per sofa by that supply, by Wayfair than they are from me. Right. They now have to do 10 times the work, but they cannot afford to pay, you know, 10 times the, the, the infrastructure. And wouldn't you say this is when the product... Uh, value goes down quality. too. It does. The quality, it, sorry, not value. Quality. All of life is a trade-off in one mm-hmm. way or another. Well, and it's too bad because then people that come into the store. I mean, I think the the way that we're kind of programmed these days is that we go back and we check the internet. Can I get it cheaper? And then they see something on Wayfair that mm-hmm. maybe is similar, maybe it has the same brand name. I don't know if they have, do they change the brand name like if they're no, they on Wayfair? Keep the, they keep the brand name, and this particular so supplier really is good you, at maintaining though. their their IMAP. It's called Internet Minimum Advertised Price IMAP. Okay, and they're good with that, but you know they're now retailers basically. Now the supplier is having to deal with all the problems associated mm-hmm. with it. If returns. something happens back, returns, what have you, then they have to deal with those issues as opposed to me. And I, as a as a retailer, have an infrastructure associated with trying to manage that because it's a high level of touch. You've got to be involved with customers. And they don't have it. Right. And suddenly the wheels fall off. Yeah. It's well, the advantage of the brick and mortar versus the Internet. Well, it's just the nature of if you want to, you know, I mean, problems arise no matter how you look at it. Mm -hmm. You have to pay to resolve those problems and also avoid the problems. That is to say, if I send a designer out, you know, they're going to measure the room properly as opposed to you buy something on Wayfair. It's a guarantee that they'll take it back if you're not happy. Suddenly they take the, the sofa back. They give you a discounted wholesale price as a supplier and then it throws onto a truck that is sold by a liquidator and everybody loses except Wayfair which, you know, again, will just sell you another quick sofa as it turns around. Mm-hmm. And so they're really losing out on customer service, like the the quality of service that you guys provide mm-hmm. where it's like a, it's a one-time thing where you're not ordering a couch that I mean, I had a friend that like ordered I think lawn chair, like outdoor furniture, and it was so small for her space mm-hmm. because it's just, you don't think about measuring or having a professional come and like get the exact measurements. How will this be laid out? Like, how can we make this work mm-hmm. and fit into the space? Right. It's true because it's hard. It it's legitimately really hard. is hard. It's more than just a tape measure. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through yet another episode. On behalf of the absent John Gerber and the very present Kelly Nettishan and Holly Blanchard, I'd like to leave you with the following unattributed quote. You ready? I like this one. Omniscience is reserved for gods, drunkards, and politicians. Good night, everybody. <laughs> la, 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 la.